You're listening to Your Woo Woo Best Friend, a no BS approach to wellness, spirituality, manifestation, and all things mystical. Hello there, it's Andy. Welcome back to the show. This is Your Woo Woo Best Friend. Today's topic is one we've had so many requests for on this show. We are talking human design, and this is truly a crash course in understanding human design, which, to be honest, can be a modality that is quite complex. And true to our mission at this show, we're here to bring you modalities so that you can make decisions about what could be good for you in your life. The intention is for this to be a no BS approach to spirituality. There's going to be things that you try that you're like, this is not for me. And then there's going to be things for you that absolutely blow your mind that you are like, how did I ever live without this in my life? And that's how I feel about human design. For me, human design has been one of these modalities that has been an absolute game changer in my life. I'm a manifesting generator with sacral authority. My partner's a projector. You're going to learn what all of that means. I suggest if you're interested in human design at all, taking copious notes as we move through this interview, because my guests are giving you so much good stuff. So my guests today are Shana Cornelius and Dana Styles of Day Luna. Day Luna was created as a way to share Shana and Dana's knowledge of human design with a wider audience. Human design pinpoints the way in which our energy flows as an individual and offers us strategies and insight on how to use your energy correctly so that you can find personal alignment as you live your unique life purpose. The pair's mission is to empower the collective towards self-love, personal freedom, and radical authenticity, things that are so important to me and things that we want to be encouraging you to bring into your life. This is why Day Luna was created. Day Luna offers diverse products and services, including personalized human design ritual kits. I was checking out these kits. They are really incredible. And honestly, for the price, you're getting so much. So definitely go check out the kits. They offer personalized blueprints, live readings, reader trainings, video courses, and much more. At Day Luna, Shana and Dana only source items that they truly want and need and use in their own lives. And so that's the level of curation you're getting when you purchase one of their kits or buy one of their products. Each item is blessed and cleared with Reiki before it travels to the customer, ensuring that you're receiving the highest vibe offering possible. The ladies also host the Day Luna Human Design podcast, where they discuss everything human design. The sky truly is the limit when it comes to your own potential and human design. That is what they believe. And their intention is to give you a crystal clear manual on understanding yourself and unlocking your purpose through human design. I was so grateful to have the opportunity to meet these two ladies here in my home studio. They came over, recorded with me in person, and just dropped knowledge the entire time. So let's get into it. Meet today's guest, the ladies from Day Luna, Dana and Shana. 
Welcome, ladies. Thanks for being here at my home to record this episode. I'm so happy to have you both. Thanks for having us. We're so excited to have this conversation. Yeah, it's um, it's so good to get to have people here in my little studio space and to not have to record across a Zoom screen and to actually get to like see people and hug them and feel their energy. So this is really special. So thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I agree. This is our first time um, getting to meet in person um, in a long time, except for on our own podcast. So it's really such a treat. Good, good. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. So Let's get started with let's let's have each of you tell us a little bit about yourself first. So on our show, we often start with sun, moon and rising signs to learn a little bit of the astrology chart of our guests. But this is an episode about human design. So let's start with um, tell me a little bit about you and, of course, your human design chart as well. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So uh, this is Dana here, and I am a 2-4 projector, Mm -hmm. and I have emotional authority. Mm -hmm. So um, Shana, do you want to talk about yours (laughs) next? Yeah, so I'm also a 2-4 projector, but I have um, G-center authority. Yes, so we're really similar, which is why I wanted to kind of start by that. Um, So we have a lot of similarities in our chart, and then we have some things that are kind of like polarized or different. So Mm -hmm. as business partners, it's been really fun to have these core foundational similarities in the way our energy works. And then it's been really helpful to understand, even though we're so similar, what are the places where we're really different and opposite? So me having emotional authority, what that means is that I'm really designed to use my solar plexus as like my guiding truth Mm -hmm. as far as like making intuitive decisions and knowing what's right for me. And in order to be able to access my truth with emotional authority, I need to give myself time and space and kind of ride out my emotions and make sure that I'm neutral before I can decide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then for me, the main difference is my authority as well. Being G-Center authority means that I need to speak to hear my truth. Mm. So I can be mulling something over in my mind over and over and over again, but it's not until I actually speak out loud to hear what it is that I'm excited about, what it is that I'm actually wanting to do. So I'm here to talk out loud and <laughs> bounce things off of people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, but we're both projectors and it's actually one of the things that bonded us over human design. Um, in discovering human design was finding out that we're both two, four projectors. We have the same profile. And what does that really mean? And really having a lot of the same experiences in our work life and our relationship life and um having this validation within human design to kind of tell us, okay, this is why you felt the things you felt. This is why you're burnt out, or this is why things aren't feeling right in your body. Um, it really was great to kind of know, okay, we're both projectors. We're both two fours. This is how we can kind of move forward and have our lives reflect more of what we feel inside as our truth. Yeah. I feel like projectors bond over their projectorness. Definitely. Quickly, right? Definitely. Yeah. My, Ben is a, he's a projector. So I'm always being really mindful of like making sure he has his unplug and, and downtime. I'm a manifesting generator. So I'm like, Mm. let's just go all the time. And he's like, (laughs) where's my projector friends at who are like me and want to have that little bit of time to restore. Yeah, it's yeah. so true. I feel like out of all of the five types, projectors are the ones that just when they hear their projector, it just resonates in this way that no other system has kind of given you that specific version of validation. So yeah. all the projectors are like, oh my God, projector. Like, yeah, we <laughs> yeah. really feel it. Yeah. But my partner's also a man gen. 
uh, manifesting generator. So I have that same dynamic in my relationship and I love it. It's so fun Mm -hmm. for him to bring new energy into my life and bring exciting new things. And I give him kind of that space to get quiet and get zen. And we have this really delicious like harmony. Mm, I love that. Mm -hmm. That's that's such a good way of putting it. Okay. So for folks that are listening and they're like, okay, I'm already way lost. Like, (laughs) What does all of this mean? If you're new to human design, so we've been talking about, we've been talking about a lot of the different facets already. So for someone who's new to human design, can you take us through what human design is to start with? And then we'll talk about types and, and authority and get into some of that as well. Um, But I think it would be really nice to start with, okay, what is human design? Yeah, of course. So human design is the science of differentiation. And it is the system that is showing you how your energy is unique and how you're designed to operate that energy so that you can really be in alignment with your true self, with your soul purpose. So human design is a synthesis of different ancient modalities coming together and also synthesizing with some modern science as well. And these ancient systems that human design is comprised out of include Western astrology, the I Ching, the Kabbalah, Tree of Life, and the chakra system. So all of these ancient systems that have been so powerful and meaningful and held so much truth for people have kind of come together to create this master system Mm -hmm. that's really showing you kind of the blueprint of your energetic body and giving you the owner's manual about how to actually operate that energetic body. Yeah. So when someone looks at a chart, it kind of looks like if you're familiar with Western astrology, it's like, okay, it kind of looks like an astrology chart, but then there's this body laid on top of it. So then it's like, but it also kind of looks like the a body imprinted with chakra information. And it's really weaving so much of those things, plus many other modalities into one really incredible blueprint or map of your energy. Does that feel right? Yeah. So some people consider human design as, you know, reading auras, Mm -hmm. um, but it's so much more than that, right? It's not just saying, okay, here's your aura. It's also saying, here's how your energy operates, um, with other people. When you're in contact with other people, here's how your energy is the best, um, run, if that makes sense. So if you think of your energetic body as a car, it tells you, okay, here's how to drive your car. And this is the type of fuel that you need. You've been putting in, you know, regular gas, but actually you need diesel or actually you're a hybrid or whatever. It tells you exactly what you need to operate your vehicle. So that way you're not kind of just going through life blind, but you really know where you're going and you know how you're going to get there. Mm -hmm. So we love human design because it's so practical, but it's also very specific. It's Mm -hmm. really not one size fits all. Like Dana said, it's the science of differentiation. So what does that really mean? It tells you how specifically you are different, what your specific life purpose is. Like, yes, you might be a projector and your other friend might be a projector as well. Um, but what are your gifts might be completely different. Your life purpose guaranteed is completely different. Um, the different centers that you have defined or undefined in your body really tell you how you are empathetically taking in energy and how you are always consistently putting out energy. So it gets really detailed in telling you what's going to feel supportive for you energetically, how you can make decisions. Um, It's just an incredibly profound and powerful tool that honestly, when we found out about human design, we were shocked we hadn't heard about it before. Mm -hmm. And we find that a lot with our clients. Um, You know, even the most skeptical of clients, like a 
55 year old man will tell us at the beginning, like, oh, my wife made me do this. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. And halfway through his jaws just on the floor and literally asking us how could I wish I knew this when I was 18. Yeah. I wish I knew this when I was in my 20s because it's just so helpful. Yeah. So when did you both start studying human design? What brought you to it? And and when when was that? And and when did you start studying it? Yeah. So I love that we're on the show, the woo-woo best friend kind of energy, <laughs> because Shane and I are woo-woo best friends. Yeah. And uh, we went met in college and um, went to college for something completely random and different and graduated college and kind of followed these unwritten set of standard rules of society about yeah. getting a corporate job. And both of us, as we were moving into our Saturn return, we were both working you know, on our own in different kind of realms in this corporate job and just feeling that feeling of like, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I have shown up, I graduated, I got my job and I just feel awful. Like I feel completely exhausted. I feel like this voice that won't quiet in the back of my head saying like, this is not it. This is not you. And both of us had that experience separately. Yeah. And it was so powerful to get to share um, and reflect on that time together. And it really uh, catapulted us even deeper into our spiritual journey of just soul seeking, like really trying to find meaning making systems that could help us understand who we were and what our purpose was. And it was really fun to get to go on that journey together. So we got really into breath work and meditation and yoga and astrology. And eventually in that process of really just studying, looking for new things, we discovered human design. Mm -hmm. And when we discovered that we were the same of the five energy types, it just made so much sense to us. (laughs) And it was really fun because we had like an accountability partner as far as like, let's dive into this and learn everything we can. And also let's experiment with actually living the practices that human design is offering us so that Mm -hmm. we can really start changing our lives. And we committed to like one month together of experimenting in that way. And literally Every single thing in our life just completely and radically shifted in that one month. And it that was like, you know, we never looked back. It was just this incredible journey. Yeah. And also human design felt so deeply intuitive for both of us. Like the first time we got to look at someone's chart, you could just see like the whole totality of their energy coming together. And it just was the most beautiful journey. And um, just from learning about human design and doing it in our own lives, people kept inviting us to teach them about their design, yeah. to give them readings, to help create things to teach them. Even people were like, I wish that you would create a podcast so I could learn about this. We we're like, oh, shoot, we, we have a podcast. Yeah. yeah. So it was a really organic journey. And it's been so amazing to get to use human design in every single decision. Like we have zero business strategy. <laughs> we literally just follow our strategy and authority and make these decisions what is aligned and kind of unique for our own path. And it's just been such a rewarding journey. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it, you said you went from this process of like breath work to yoga to astrology and human design. I find that that's often the flow of it. It's mm-hmm. like once you've really kind of moved through those first couple of things and then you, you're ready to open the doors to the next woo-woo modality. <laughs> and it, it is, it is such a, it is a woo-woo modality, but there's so much science in it too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is a part of the thing we talk about a lot on this show is it's like, sure, these are things that are quite out there, but what if when we were in college, if rather than going to some of the classes that we went to, we had an opportunity to study things like this. I mean, what a difference it would have made. That was certainly my experience yeah, too. It was like, absolutely. right, I'm getting my degree and you know, this, and then I'm going to go 
move this direction. But what if we had an opportunity to really understand ourselves through these, these really incredible ancient systems that have, um, that are right, right here for us. And yeah. that's a big part of why this show exists because I want to be able to make this stuff so much more accessible to folks that are like, Hey, I'm not sure what's for me, but I want to try out some of these modalities or some of these, um, mystical ideas that perhaps could give me some life guidance and exactly what you guys have already said. It's yeah. like the second you started following your strategy and authority, everything shifted for you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with feeling like, who am I? What am I here to do? What's my purpose? What am I supposed to be an accountant? Am I supposed to be working this job or am I not? Like, what am I here to do? And we have so much pressure on ourselves from a young age. I mean, even in elementary school where they ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? And you have to choose. Oh, I want to be an astronaut. Or I want to be a doctor. Yeah. And then when you get to college or you're graduating high school, it's okay. Well, what do you want to do? What do you want to major in? You need to decide. And if you're undecided, like maybe there's something wrong with you. And there's just so much pressure on our conditioning. That's telling you decide who you are, pick a path and stick to it. You better stay on that. path. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And then we also have this internal side that's like, okay, well, I want to really pick something that's right for me. And that's who I am. And, you know, do something you love and never work a day in your life, right? All these conditioned things that are really in us. We have this internal side that's really pushing us. And then this external side that's really pushing us, but then there's no guidance. There's no thing that really shows you, okay, well, this is how you get clear on what is right for you. And that's what human design really gives you. I mean, it's human design. So it really touches every part of our human experience, whether that is deciding what you're going to do for work or who you're going to marry or, you know, how, what breakfast you're going to eat. Um, it's literally every aspect of this human experience, your own spiritual healing journey, even. So it gives you the tools on becoming your own authority in your life, whether that is with decision-making or in every facet of your life. So you mentioned before, you know, strategy and authority, these are the two kind of foundational pieces of human design that are the navigation system. Mm. Your strategy tells you how you're meant to exchange energy with other people and kind of navigate day-to-day life. And then your authority tells you how you are specifically designed to make decisions. Mm -hmm. And we're really conditioned to make decisions with our mind, like figure it all out, weigh the pros and cons, what's going to make sense, what makes money, et cetera. And human design is really reframing and teaching us how to use our minds to observe and analyze and process and create and inspire, but use our bodies to make our own personal decisions that are in energetic alignment. And there's eight different ways that you can make decisions um, with your body and your human design will tell you which one is consistent for you um, to use with all these big decisions in your life. Okay. So I definitely want to talk about what those eight Mm-hmm. ways you can make decisions are. And before we do that, take us through the basics of a chart. So when someone looks at their chart for the first time, what are the things that they're going to see on the chart? Yeah. So first of all, you need your accurate birth information mm-hmm. to run your chart. Um, if you're not exactly sure, like the minute 
you're not going to get the most accurate chart because human design is extremely detailed. Yeah. So um, even if you're a few minutes off, there might be things that are slightly off. So I just wanted to start by saying that. Yeah. Um, and then once you generate your chart and you're looking at your chart, the first thing that we want you to pay attention to is the written categories at the top. Even though there's this body graph with all these shapes and these numbers and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, what does all this mean? Yeah. Uh, we want to kind of guide you to those written categories. The first one that you'll really look at is type. And that's your energy type. There's the five different ones. So manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. And even though human design has such an infinite amount of depth, which is one of the things we love about it, um, if you only knew about your energy type and that's it, it would change your life. So that is by far the best place to start is what is my energy type? How can I really understand how my energetic body and my aura functions because of this energy energy type? And then what is my strategy, the daily practice that I can apply to my life so that I can really use my energy correctly and experience ease and harmony in the way that I create things, in the way that I interact with other people? So energy type is definitely first um, and then strategy and just kind of a bit about the five different types. Um, these five different types, every human fits into one of them. So they are kind of broad categories. And within that, your chart gets extremely detailed and extremely specific. Um, but everyone does have one of these five types and manifestors have this kind of like overall life purpose because of their aura that they are designed to really initiate others. Their aura is designed to be impactful. Like you can almost think of their aura as like a magnifying glass. Mm. Things that they say really stick with people. They really spark this kind of like catalyst energy inside of others. And so manifestors have this kind of greater sacred purpose to start things in this world, to initiate change, to say things that really spark other people to want to start something new. And so their strategy is called informing. And as this manifester, you have such a powerful energy, but your aura is actually closed. And that's to protect the manifester because they're really designed to be independent in what they create. It's really important for them to have a lot of freedom. So they're not designed to be influenced by other people. And that's why they have this closed aura and that really benefits them, but makes it difficult for other people to read where they're at or oh, what they're yeah, feeling. That makes sense. So yeah. them informing is kind of like opening up this window in this closed aura so that people can kind of get on board and support them and allow them to have the independence and freedom that they really crave. Yeah, got it. Yeah. So the next type is generators and um, generators are people who have a lot of creative life force energy and they're here to use that energy every day, building things, creating things. So for a generator, using their energy in a satisfying way is crucial. They are here to love how they use their energy each day, to love their work. And if they're doing work that they don't love, they have enough energy to keep going for a while, but over time, they're really going to feel this sense of frustration, like mm -hmm. what they're doing is not satisfying for them. So for generators, using their energy, doing what they love, doing what lights them up, doing what lights up their body, like in their body, they feel energized and excited and enthusiastic about this thing. That's how they really know that that thing's in alignment for them. So for a generator, all about doing what you want to do, but how do you find that? How do you find what you want is yeah. through your strategy of responding. So it's kind of about not seeking so much. And trusting that you are a magnet as a generator, you're attracting to you the opportunities and inf inspiration for you to just be present, receive, and then respond to by really using your sacral, your body's um, energy response to that thing. 
So manifesting generators are similar, right? Um, they're a hybrid of these first two types, which mm -hmm. I know you are. Um, and so you have a bit of these two flavors of being super impactful and inspiring and in the end really being this generator that has this creative life force energy that you're here to use doing things that feel satisfying to you, working on things that you love. So for man gens, they really need freedom. They need to be able to have diversity and variety and excitement in their life. Um, they master things really quickly and then are kind of ready to move on. Yeah. So for man gens, it's so crucial that they have a career that's expansive, that they can go in all of these different directions. And when they've kind of like the enthusiasm has dwindled on something, they get to just put that thing on the back burner and start something new and exciting. And that variety is always going to be so um, beneficial for them. But of course, our conditioning can say like, you need to pick that one thing, yeah. stick with it forever. <laughs> and it's like, that would be so boring for a yeah. manja and a misuse of their energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you resonate with Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. It's so, so very much me. I mean, even when I was in college, my, I was studying public relations, but I really loved there was many things I loved but I also really loved science and so I was like studying PR and then minoring in biology but I also loved languages so that I wanted to like also minor in Spanish yes and there was like parts where of my time in school where I would like go to my parents and I'm like I think actually I'm gonna like switch and now I'm gonna like go fully into the science realm and they're like <laughs> PR and science are are not this is like not even kind of the same you have to like pick a direction and I'm like but I'm really interested in all of these things and in my career um there's been I mean I'm constantly evolving and looking at new ways of incorporating things that really light me up into my work and so like in 2020 that was bringing some of the kundalini yoga practices into my into my consulting and my strategy work. And a lot of folks were like, how are you going to bring yoga into like business consulting? And I was like, well, this lights me up and so does this. And for me, it's like, I just want to incorporate all of the things that I'm excited about and constantly be looking at what else can I get myself into? And yeah. that's really fun for me. Yeah. And it's yeah. so aligned for you. That's yeah. really what you're here to do. And manifesting generators are inspiring people all the time to be expansive and to not limit ourselves and to show us yeah. what's possible. And they just have this enthusiasm that exudes out of them, this life force that exudes out of them when they're really in alignment. That's such a beautiful gift to those around them. So, but that conditioning can be really strong. Yeah, it's, you know? it's tough. It's yeah. really tough. I mean, I spent, um, our show listeners definitely know this about me. I spent almost, almost 15 years of my career working for one company. And I, I loved the, I loved the company and I loved the work we were doing, but there did, there came a point where I was like, I think I'm only doing this because I really, it's so conditioned in me to believe that I have to continue to work my way up in this company and like be the very best person I can be in this company. And when I finally left that job, um, after that company, after so many years, there was so much that I took from it and that there was such a gift in so many ways. But I, I really, I really broke the conditioning when I made that leap, when I was yeah. like, all right, I'm not going to work in a corporate environment now or ever again, because I was only doing that because I, I had been told that that was the way. And that changed so much of my life and the trajectory of what I was going to do next. And I don't take any of it back because I learned so much and had built great relationships and so much good stuff happened in that container. Um, but it really, it, it's really hard to break out of that conditioning. And, um, 
when when folks come into my workshops and programs and they're like, do I have to quit my corporate job in order to like find myself? I'm like, no, you don't. You have to decide if if that job is serving you or if you're just there because of the, of the conditioning that you experienced most of your your life. And if it's really serving you and you absolutely are lit up by what you're doing in that role, you don't have to go and start your own thing. You can absolutely stay there. For me, it was something in which if I didn't make that move, I would have very much felt a complete burnout coming soon, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, very much, very aligned with how my life has looked thus far. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And it's so true that when one of us does something, you know, someone in your friend group does something new and people see like, yeah, oh, that was amazing. Then should we I have this, exactly, yeah. we have our natural inclination just to be like, should I do the same thing that they did? Because I want to be authentic and lit up yeah. the way I'm seeing that other person. But different things are right for different yeah. people. Different things are going to light us up. And um, I think we have this collective fear that if we're all so different and doing our different things, that there's going to be chaos. Yeah. But really, when we all are doing our different thing, there's harmony, right? We are mm -hmm. designed to be this one whole, this one unity that each person has their part to play. And if you're not really listening to that authentic role that you're here to be in this world, you're actually creating the discord yeah. from, from Ooh, not listening yeah, to yourself. So true. Yeah. So, true. so that's beautiful. I love that. And um, yeah, the next type is projectors, which is what Shana and I are. Mm -hmm. And projectors are people who are here to guide. So they do not create as much creative energy or life force energy in a consistent way as generators or manifesting generators do. So projectors really are not here to work more than two to four hours a day. Mm -hmm. um, and instead of really trading their time or their energy for money, they're really here to share their insight that is their value. Projectors are able to see things in a way that other people are not. They're really able to see into people. They're able to see into systems. They can see what is the most efficient way to do something. They can see what is the most authentic way for someone to do something. So they really are here to guide the energy use of other people. And because projectors are here to guide, um, you know, our aura as a projector is like penetrating and, and focuses into another person. And it's very deep to be seen yeah. by a projector. But in order to um, be received from really seeing someone and sharing your insight, you really have to make sure that you have energetic consent from that person. They want to be seen by you. They want your aura to penetrate them and see into them <laughs> deeply. They're open to that. You know, you can think of that analogy of like you can't feed a closed mouth. That's how it is being a projector. It's like you're seeing all of this insight that you want to share, you know, advice you want to share with your friends and family. But if they're not open to that, that um, advice, especially from you as an individual, it's going to be repelling for them. Mm. So for projectors, their strategy is called waiting for the invitation, making sure that before they share their insight or guidance with another person, that they are recognized really truly seen by that person and that person is ready for what they have to say because it will really fall on deaf ears if they're not ready to receive that. Yeah. And uh, I think when projectors first hear that they are, you know, we mentioned this at the beginning, projectors out of all the types are the ones when they hear about human design, they're like, oh my gosh, this <laughs> like, makes so much sense. Yeah. You get me. Yes. Yeah. And, yes. and that feeling of sharing your insight from a genuine place of love, but then just being feeling yourself being totally repelling to that person. And then that causes so much bitterness and hurt mm -hmm. for the projector. And so at first it can feel a little bit disempowering sometimes to hear that you're supposed to wait for the invitation because it can seem like, it's up to everyone else of like how you live your life. And that's really not it at all. The only thing that you're waiting for an invitation for is inserting yourself into that person's life, 
right? So as a projector, you don't need an invitation to build your own thing. You don't need an invitation to do your own thing in your life. You don't need an invitation to apply that wisdom to your own life. It's just about telling someone else, you should do this. Right. That's when you're really waiting to be recognized and invited. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Obviously, I've talked about Ben being a projector also. He's a musician. And when he is invited into the studio, for example, to work on a project, um, it's it's amazing to see him when he comes home from a day like that, when it was like truly he was asked to bring his gifts and his wisdom into yeah. an experience because he comes home and he's just like, you know, you can like see the vibration coming off of him. He's like so lit up by it. And then other times where he's like kind of in a collaborative experience where it was less about um, really wanting him to do that deep aura penetration. Mm -hmm. And it was more about like, okay, we're going to kind of do it our way. And like, you're just here to play the part. He comes home and he's like, that was not it. Like yes. that, he could, yeah. like feels that, that little bit of bitterness because he's like, yeah, they, they invited me only to, only to enter so far. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just playing yeah. a part versus like really, um, bringing the creative talents and gifts that he has into a situation. And so, of course, I'm always like, okay, when you find those people that like really want you, go do more of that. Like those are your, those are your homies. Those are the yeah. people you need to be making more music with. Yeah. Any situation where it's like anyone could come in and, and fill this role. Like we just need someone yeah. to come do this. Um, anyone, it's not going to feel right as a projector because it really is the healthiest energetic exchange for a projector is that feeling of, I want you specifically. Yeah. I want yeah. your talent. I want your insights because of how you see interior designer, because how you see how I can make my business better or mm -hmm. because how yeah. you are talented or whatever it is. So it's somebody recognizing you, not I need an interior designer and you're one. So like, <laughs> right. come help yeah, you me. know how to pick colors. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Great. exactly. Yeah. Or in a job situation of, you know, I need an assistant. So great. You're hired. Um, it's really saying like, wow, you are so efficient and you really are great at managing people. Like you should be this whatever in our company. Um, that recognition is so important. Now we mentioned this two to four hours for projectors and Sounds a lot really of the great. times, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot that comes up there. Most people say like, wow, must be nice. Um, <laughs> or projectors say that's unrealistic. Like, okay, funny. Um, but Really, it's two to four hours of hard output. Yeah. And the rest of your time, you're focused on what's fascinating to you, what's mm. interesting, what you could read about all day long um, or talk about all day long. Um, so it's getting really clear on like what's draining you and what's uh, energizing you or is fascinating to you that you want to engage with. And um, a lot of times projectors are the most efficient person in their work life. They're giving 110% though. So they're working harder than everyone else. They're operating as if they're a man gen and that leads to burnout. So it really is starting to notice, okay, what if I'm working from home and I set my timer and I'm doing my hard output, get shit done stuff for three to four hours. But then the rest of the time I'm doing the things within my work that feel interesting and fascinating yeah. and expansive for me. And will anyone notice? Because it does feel like a little bit of um, like being bad, <laughs> <laughs> like you're going to get in trouble. Um, but we have seen it time and time again in our own lives, but also in all of our clients that it's nobody knows, like nobody cares because right. you're getting whatever you get done in one day is what 
people get done sometimes in a week. Yeah. So it really is just experimenting with it. Mm. Um, and then the last type is yeah, reflectors. Our reflectors. So reflectors are the rarest type. Only 1% of the population are reflectors. And reflectors have all of those different chakras in their body center undefined. So this is kind of getting into a deeper level. But, you know, out of these different energy centers in our body, everyone has kind of a mixture of defined centers where they are putting out energy consistently and then undefined centers that are taking in empathetically energy from other people. And you can look and see at your chart when you have those different shapes, the uh, squares and triangles, et cetera. If it's colored in, it doesn't matter what color, that's a defined center where you are putting out energy. If it's white, that means you are taking in energy in that space. So reflectors have all of their energy centers completely taking in the world around them. So they are deeply sensitive and deeply empathetic beings. And that deep source of empathy, of course, allows them to really be the wisest of us all. They really have so much compassion and understanding because they literally feel every single person that they come into contact with and their body is like a sponge you know they really mirror or reflect the energy of the space that they're in the people they're around the environment that they're in so they have this sacred purpose of really being this gauge and showing us how we are doing overall if the people around them are healthy and authentic and well or if something is off the reflector will be kind of mirroring that and reflecting that to the others. So for reflectors, um, they really operate completely differently than the other four types. All of the other four types are solar beings and reflectors are the one that is lunar beings. So reflectors being so connected to the moon, um, their strategy of moving through life and using their energy correctly is called waiting the lunar cycle, waiting a 28-day cycle. So when a reflector is making a big life decision, do I want to move? Do I want to start this career? It's important that they give themselves an entire lunar cycle to feel in their body and to feel, is this right for me? And to check in all of those different days because the reflector is going to wake up and feel like a different person each and every single new day. They're experiencing new things from their environment. They're experiencing the energy of the moon and the way that the moon transits through different gates, through different qualities. Um, So in that 28-day period, that's how long they need to give themselves to really feel clarity before they move forward in life. Yeah. Yeah. So we should really be paying attention to, as a society, to our reflectors, because if our reflectors are not well, then we have uh, we have problems. Yes, yeah. exactly. And reflectors can do any job, right? It's not, they can be anywhere. They're part of life. And, and it's just ideal that they're being able to gauge the health of this business, for example, um, yeah. the health of their household or the relationships or the different, you know, businesses that they're going into. And it's looking at their own body. Where do I feel healthy? Where do I feel expansive and light and good? Um, where do I feel that heavy, toxic, like stuck energy? They are the gauge. So, um, yeah, like you said, we really should be looking to our yeah. reflectors yeah. to see how they're doing um, in all of the small places in their life that they are constantly around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. So if you're listening and you have a reflector friend, notice how they're feeling and what's going on with them. That's so important. Okay, so let's talk about, um, you mentioned the ways that we make decisions and let's talk about those. So that's our authority. Yeah. Yes. And so let's talk about what each of those different ways of making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's eight different authorities. And honestly, we could have five episodes on just one of these. (laughs) Sure. Um, So just kind of giving you tidbits of each of the different authorities. Um, 
the first one is sacral authority. And this is uh, one of the most popular ones. And I shouldn't say first one. The first one I'm going to talk about is sacral authority. <laughs> um, and this is all about making decisions with your gut. That first gut feeling that you feel like, I just want this or I yeah. don't want this. Um, trust your gut. We all have a lot of conditioning. We hear it all the time, especially in our media. Trust yeah. your gut. And for some people, that's spot on for the majority of people. Um, but for other people, it's really not. Yeah. So like for me, for example, I don't have a gut. I don't have any gut feelings and I've never resonated with that my whole <laughs> life. And I'm like, what, what is my gut telling me? I have no idea. <laughs> um, so that's your sacral authority. And you're using that with small decisions and big decisions all day long. Yeah. Like I just want this coffee or I just don't. And I don't know why, but I'm just not pulled towards it. Yeah. Um, or I just want to start this project or this job. And like, it just feels right in my body. Like I have this energy towards it. Right. Um, is this your authority? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So we were talking about when you guys got here in my house and I was like, yeah, I saw it. I saw the picture. I never even like stepped foot in it and I just knew it was my yeah. house. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that is, um, that is so my way. And I really, I, I, I just don't second guess things because I know if I do, then I'm probably going to go the wrong direction. And if yes. I just go with what my intuition and my gut told me right away. And when I have that verbal response, especially if I'm like, Ooh, then I really yes. know. Yes. <laughs> like, Oh, this is definitely for me. I love yeah. it. That's so great. And you know, it's interesting. What is in our human design chart for the most part is what feels natural for mm -hmm. us. Yes. So you don't need your, so human design is helping you be in alignment with who you naturally are. Yeah. We don't need a system to teach us how to do that ideally. Right. But it is so helpful to just have that validation of like, okay, this thing that's always worked for me, that's always felt really good. But I've always said, can I do that with such a big decision? Right. Or if I tell my parents, for example, I'm purchasing this house I've never seen because my gut just wants it. They're going to be like, what? what are, like, you are you sure? Right. Like, did you consult with any experts? You know, yeah. all these things. And so having this validation and a mirror to look in and to say, okay, I felt that this always worked for me. I feel that this is my truth. And I just have this outside signpost that's really giving me permission to do what has always felt right for me. And, you know, the, the sacral responses that you're talking about, those sounds, those primal yeah. sounds, this is a big <laughs> thing for people who have this sacral authority and for anyone who has a defined sacral. So for all generators and manifesting generators, when you get this primal, like, Ooh, I want this. Like, imagine you're eating like a beautiful, delicious cake and you make that sound, but you make that sound towards a job or towards a partner or towards, you know, any big decision in your life. That primal sound is coming directly from your sacral chakra and traveling up your body and exiting your throat chakra. So it really is this deeper way to be able to actually listen to yeah. this response that's happening in your body and it's never ever ever wrong so my husband also has sacral authority <laughs> and he'll i'll be like do you want to you know go on this vacation and he'll go ugh, and then he'll go sure let's do it you're like, like yeah no whoa like <laughs> no, your first primal sound was like disgust you don't want this at all and he's like oh yeah you're right i just didn't know it was okay to say that yeah oh so good yeah yeah and i love how you said um asking yourself that, like, am I sure that question, it pulls you into your mind mm -hmm. immediately. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, we're reframing our minds, not making the decisions our body is. Yeah. So, um, really we would recommend like never ask yourself that, um, trust that first gut feeling that you had. 
Um, and then the next authority is emotional authority. And this, you know, half of the population has emotional authority. So this is a really big authority. And this is what Dana has. And this is all about giving yourself time to come to neutral, to feel your truth. Because half of the population creates this emotional wave where you still have normal reactionary emotions. Something good happens, you're happy, something bad, you're sad, et cetera. Um, but you also have these random emotions coming off of your emotional wave where you can just wake up on the right side of the bed for no reason or the wrong side of the bed for no reason. And our conditioning really tries to tell us if you feel an emotion, you should name it. You should say like, oh, I don't feel happy right now. Why? What happened? Who was I around? There has to be some external thing to validate what I'm feeling. Otherwise, I'm crazy. So really, it's about noticing, okay, I'm feeling a little low right now and just saying, okay, great. I'm just not going to make a decision right now, but I'm going to let myself yeah. feel it. Taking back your power to feel your emotions without labeling them as bad or good is the first step. And then when it comes to making a decision, the reason why you're giving yourself time is because if you're in, a, in an emotional high, you're more likely to say yes. If you're in an emotional low, you're more likely to say no. And then some time passes and you get neutral and it's like, oh, why did I say yes to that? I don't actually want to do yeah. it. Or why did I say no to that? It actually sounds good. So giving yourself, you know, 24 hours to a week, depending on the decision to come to neutral and really feel if this thing is going to make you happy or not, that's how you're making decisions with this authority. Um, human design has this phrase, like there's no truth in the now and for emotional authority. And that's just because you can have your emotions coloring, um, mm. your truth. Yeah. So small decisions, trust yourself, go with the flow. You don't need, you know, 24 hours to make a decision on where you're going to go to lunch. Um, but if it's something that's important to you, give yourself that time to feel your truth. And there's so, we could talk about this forever because there's so many different nuances there. There's so many different emotional waves. Um, and there's different tools that you can use to work with it, but just general, give yourself some time. Don't make any rushed decisions. And we have a lot of conditioning around, if you don't know right now, then it should be a no. Or if you don't know right now, then you're flaky or you should be more direct or really know what you want. And really, if somebody is rushing you to make a decision, it's not in alignment for you in general. Um, it will always be received with like, of course, take your time. Um, let us know when you know, or let's circle back next week and figure it out. Um, if it's not received with that, it's just not in alignment. Um, so that's always another signpost you can look at. If the time yeah. was given to come to your truth, it's a little bit more of a nudge of, okay, this might be in alignment for me. But then, of course, get to neutral, feel what's going to be best for you. Um, and then there's splenic authority and splenic authority is really similar to sacral authority in that it's in the moment. It's all about trusting yourself. And a lot of people who have sacral authority also have a defined spleen. Yeah. And so the splenic authority is all about intuition and it's a little bit more subtle than sacral where sacral is this gut. I want this. Ooh, the hell yes. Yeah. Um, Splenic is more of this feeling like mm. it just feels right or just feels wrong. Or I don't know why it just feels off. Yeah. Um, so it is this intuition or instinct you can call it. And it's only in that present moment. So if you have splenic authority, we would encourage you, you know, really tap in with your senses and do a grounding exercise. Really focus on being present. What's actually here in front of me? How is my body really feeling about it? And, you know, if you're considering, do I want to move to this place or do I want to rent this office space versus that office space, go be there and feel like what feels right. 
And you might get that from looking online at the different options and feeling like this one just feels right, but then go see it and feel in your body. Does this feel right? Does it feel wrong? That's your guiding question. Um, once again, don't ask yourself, am I sure? Because it's immediately <laughs> right. going to go to your mind. And with splenic, it's only in that present moment. So you might get home and be like, well, what did I feel? And why does it feel right? And did I really feel that? And all those questions, once again, are, are your mind. So it's all about dropping yeah. back down into your body. Some people experience splenic authority as like this little voice, or some people feel it as like this body sensation, instincts once again. So it's different for everyone. Um, we would say some tips just really quick about, uh, building your splenic intuition would be to take action right away on all the small little intuitive hits you feel. Mm -hmm. So like, I just feel like I should wash my hands right now, or I feel like I should call my mom, or I feel like I should check on my car or take this exit. All these small little things that you might just get a feeling like I just should, instead of saying, oh, I'll call them after I'm done with this email, um, or after I'm done with these dishes or whatever, just set whatever it is you have down and just do it right away. And it's going to start building this trust and the splenic hits that you get will get louder and louder. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Um, and so anyone with a divine spleen can, can really practice that even if you have sacral authority or emotional authority. Um, and then the next authority that I'll talk about is G center authority. And this is what I have. And like I mentioned before, it's all about talking so you can understand your truth. So having a close friend that you can soundboard off of and just talk out loud, talking out loud to the universe, um, to yourself, to really hear your truth, you're looking for the excitement in your voice. Um, If it's like, yeah, that sounds good. We can definitely do that. That's a no. (laughs) Definitely no. (laughs) Yeah. But if it's like, I don't know. It just sounds really scary, but I don't know if it's right. Like that's a yes. Right. Yeah. So you're looking for that excitement in your voice. It's also this pull towards, it just feels like it's on my path. Like it just feels like it's in my direction. Um, versus this just feels like it's kind of a, a fork in the road. Like it's parallel to my direction. It doesn't feel like where I'm really going for some reason. Um, and then the ego. next authority would be ego. And there's ego projected and ego manifested. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So these are getting into the more rare of sure. the authority. Yes. So yeah. a lot more rare than sacral, emotional, and splenic. Um, so there's uh, ego projected and ego manifested. And obviously, if you're a projector, you'll have ego projected. If you're a manifester, ego manifested. And this is also about using this voice um, and asking yourself, is this decision serving me? Like what's in it for me? And -hmm. people who have this, it's really difficult for them to embrace that at first because we have so much conditioning against being selfish. And oftentimes people who have this as their authority, they are so kind and they are so generous and they're always wanting to give, give, give to other people. So for them learning how to say, okay, this opportunity, does it actually serve me? Is it giving me the money I need, the influence that I want? Um, What's actually in it for me? That's going to be the thing that helps them make an aligned decision. Um, and then there is uh, mental authority, which only projectors would have, mental projectors. And this is actually about using your mind to analyze the decision, but then putting that analysis down and going and spending time in your favorite environments mm. and feeling in your body, does this feel right? Um, and then the last authority is lunar authority, which only reflectors would have. Yeah. And that's once again, where they need to give themselves that whole entire lunar cycle, a 28 day cycle to feel in their body. Does this feel right or not for me? Yeah. Oh, so good. This has been such like a nice crash course. On yeah. Like, all right. <laughs> How does this whole thing begin to work for us? So 
You guys have all sorts of really amazing offerings. You have courses that'll take you through all of these things we just talked about. And you have a new newish offering too, which is if someone is really interested in human design, they can learn to be a reader as well. So tell me a little bit about all the magical offerings that you have. Yeah. So we have our podcast and that's kind of like a great gateway if you're just hearing this for the first time and you're a little bit interested, yeah. um, where you can learn so much, um, on our, on our podcast. So that's a great resource, but then we also have video, um, classes for your type or your specific channel. So these are things that we haven't talked about here, but you know, human design gets into your gifts and, um, what inherently, uh, you are here to do in everything that you do, the energetic qualities that you have, also your life purpose. So it goes really deep. So we have a lot of videos there that you can look at your chart and find your corresponding video to learn more about your specific gifts. Um, and then we have, like you mentioned, our human design reader training. And this isn't, you know, necessarily if you want to become a reader, obviously this is going to give you everything you need to start doing human design readings, which is great. But also if you're wanting to weave this into your business already, it's a great way to be able to personalize the work that you're offering anyone. And as we move into this new paradigm, it's really shifting out of one size fits all and shifting into like, okay, but how does this help me as a unique individual? And whether that's some huge company or working one-on-one with clients, it doesn't really matter. It's really the shift into okay, how does this affect me as an individual and uniquely support me? So human design is amazing, obviously, for that. Um, So we have this training that really empowers you to know everything about how you can personalize anything for your clients, et cetera. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of different facets, podcasts, videos. We also have ritual kits. Um, Which are awesome. I was checking them out. They're so beautiful. Yeah, Yeah. and that's for people who want to connect in a more physical way because- like we've said, everyone's different. Some people can connect more in this digital world. Some people really need a physical, tangible thing to really learn the best. So we have these personalized ritual kits that come with um, a variety of different items based on your human design chart. And then it also has a booklet in there that explains all of the different facets within your chart. And your box could include, you know, candles or kimonos or certain crystals, um, all with different meditation and journal prompts to help you integrate your design. Very, very cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I've got a couple of closing questions and I, we, we typically, when we have these longer form interviews on the show, we do five closing questions. Um, but I kind of customized them today for you guys, since you were both coming and also this whole episode would be very much about human design. So the first one and whoever wants to go first can, or if you have, you may have similar answers in this regard. So the first one is what is a human design book that you feel someone brand new to the practice should read to get started? Mm, Love that. Um, Our favorite human design book by far, hands down, is the Human Design Science of Differentiation book by Linda Bunnell and Ra Aruhu. Um, This is like the human design textbook. And the reason that we really like it is because almost anything you want to know about your design, you can look it up in this book, almost like a dictionary. And we find that to be so helpful when you're starting off because you want to understand like how things are coming together and why and what they mean. So you can almost look up any facet of your design in that book. Yes. But I do want to say that book is very textbooky and very um, technical. So 
it doesn't resonate with everyone. Some people read it and they're like, I have no idea what I just read, (laughs) you know? Um, So yeah, we, we are creating something that that way it's more entry level and uh, yeah, beautiful to connect with and actually really helpful. Um, But if you're wanting like everything and you're wanting the textbook, we would recommend to to go with that one by Ra Ruhu, who is the founder of Human Design. Um, so it's a fascinating read. Okay, awesome. Awesome. Okay, so the next question is, tell me about a moment once you had started studying human design that you knew this system had changed your life. Mm. Wow, that's a great question. Um. And it is hard to think of like one moment, I think for me, Um, but definitely I would say that learning about being a projector and knowing, just hearing literally the first time I heard that I meant to wait for the invitation, something clicked inside of my being that was such a profound, felt like remembering my truth. Um, and I'm going to say that first moment, actually, before I had yeah. even experimented with it, it was like a, a wave of like light came through my body of like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And this is who I am. And it was like, almost like, um, I felt this like feeling of, uh, healing my childhood self who felt like she needed to speak louder, to be heard. And that mm-hmm. no one was listening to what she had to say. And like all in that one moment, I felt like I had this like quantum healing moment just from yeah. hearing that phrase. Yeah. So I'm going to say that first moment, but, um, also just the invitations that rolled in after starting to uh, live our design for only one month, like huge, amazing, incredible invitations to share in all of these amazing ways and to go on these trips and work retreats. And it was like, my life just got put on the fast track from having, Mm. from having just living my design. Yeah. Um, gosh, there's so many that I'm like, Oh, this and this and this. Um, but you know, I think, you know, hearing that I'm only designed to work two to four hours a day was huge for me because at the time, I was working, you know, 12 hour days and I was, you know, this director of operations for these big companies. And I was, I prided myself on being the person that can handle anything and can put out any fire and can, you know, the go-to person and really hearing that two to four hours a day, really, it felt just like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank God someone is telling me this because. Yeah. Um, it's like the thing I always felt, but I would never have said that because I would just think that that's not possible. Um, so it was a moment of liberation. And I think that that, that word liberation has come through so many times throughout this process of the more that I lean into my design and understanding myself and just giving myself the permission for my truth to be okay, the more free I am in my life and the resources come in, the support comes in. And that sounds too good to be true, but it's like through experimenting with it, through owning it in the beginning, I was still working that job and I just set a timer and for two to three hours. Yeah, sure. And when the timer went off, I was like, Ooh, okay, <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I'm done. And letting my truth be okay right? We say that so much, I think, in the spiritual world, like own your truth. But it's like, how much, how often do we really do that? Yeah. And especially when we 
have the ability to hear our truth and then get the opportunity to then say, okay, I'm choosing to own this, um, seeing what comes out of that. And I mean, it's just been this amazing unfolding. I think a highlight of our career has been our human design retreat that we just had in Costa Rica in January. And that was one of those moments of like, we had 35 women there for oh, 10 so days yeah. and in the height of Omicron COVID, <laughs> so many things could go wrong and literally nothing went wrong. And every, it went far exceeded our expectations of what anything could be. And yeah, literally heaven on earth yeah. experience. You know, those experiences yeah. where you're like, is this really yeah. life? Had dance parties into the night uh, <laughs> impromptu, like wasn't planned. And just, I think it was just a moment of like, holy shit, this was so worth it. Like yeah. so effortless and so magical. So, oh, so yeah, good. It sounds like so, too good to be true, but honestly, experiment with your design. I'm telling you, you'll <laughs> prove to yourself, like, wow, my life can be what I want it to be. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh my, I totally feel that so mm -hmm. so much. So it's it's so real when it's when you're when you find that alignment, and you you stop having to like ask yourself if the truth that you're seeking is in fact your truth and you're just yeah. in it mm -hmm. it makes such a such a beautiful difference and yeah how how your days go yes yeah okay last question um in one sentence what does alignment mean to you wow okay alignment means a true union with your human self and your spiritual self. Mm. Yeah, so beautiful. Mm. Um, beautifully said, Dana. I think, I feel alignment is listening to your body. Yeah. I mean, really. Um, and I think... I can't do one sentence. <laughs> you can do it's it. It's not yeah. my truth. Yeah. Um, alignment is also um, not judging yourself, which I think that that's so easy to do. Yeah. Um, even in the spiritual place of like, am I in alignment or was that wrong or was this whatever, but really just feeling yourself. In whatever moment, in this moment right now, like if you're driving or if you're at home, like in this moment, in your body, how does it feel? Does it feel good? Does it feel like something's missing? Does it feel tense? Does it feel nervous or anxious? Like how is your body feeling? And how can you just feel it without judgment mm, or comparison? So um, that little moment of checking in and honoring it is guiding you to more alignment. Yeah. Um, because I don't think that you can just be in alignment. Now you're in alignment the rest of your life. <laughs> We're just there now. Yeah. <laughs> We've it's arrived. like in this moment, how can I get more into alignment, that union between your physical and your spiritual self? Yeah. So good. So good. Awesome. Okay. So if um, someone's listening and they want to find all of your beautiful work, where shall we send them? Yeah. You can go to our website, daylunalife.com. You can also check us out on Instagram. It's at dayluna. Um, our podcast, the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, those are kind of our portals where you can connect with us. Beautiful. Thank you both so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to spend this time with you. Likewise. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah.
Thank you so much to these two women for joining me today. They were clearly born to do this work. If you could have experienced them live with me in this room, they're just, their energy is incredible. They are just beautiful souls, beautiful people inside and out. And I'm hoping I get to spend more time with them because, hey, I want soulful, brilliant, spirit-filled lady friends in LA. So I'm definitely manifesting more time with them. If you loved this episode, do us a solid and leave us a review. It really makes a big difference for us in getting new eyes on this show and share on social media. It is so easy to pop over to Instagram. If you're listening to the show on Spotify, you can share directly from Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Pods or any of the other services, Everybody's got access to those great little link stickers now. So go give us a shout out on your social, tag us at your woo woo BFF and link to the show. It would mean the world to everyone here on my team that works on this show. We're doing this to help folks find modalities like human design that can make an incredible difference in your life. The other thing I want to mention If you're loving the show and you want to be in community with us here at Your Woo Woo Best Friend, we have lots of ways you can do that. We host a free full moon circle every single month. It's a great way to join the community for free. We have a co-working session that we host in collaboration with several other amazing women the first week of the month on Thursdays. And we have our Rituals of Manifestation course that we offer every single month. Plus we have our New Orleans retreat coming up. And if you catch this episode after that retreat has happened, we have Bali on the calendar for next spring as well. So you can come and be with us live and in person. With that, we are complete. Sending you so much love as we move through eclipse season this time of transformation. Lean into it. Let it guide you whichever way you are feeling called. It's good for us to go through moments of change and really look at what's possible in our lives. Love you much. See you again next week, right back here on the show.